The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter all the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. There we go. Hey, get your money back. Hey Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook. Download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by. We're so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, your hostess with the Financial Mostess, and I am flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. Who really likes his new picture on I our, like our team yeah. photo I at like the yeah. Facebook page at Unlock Your Wealth Radio um, or Facebook.com forward slash Unlock Your Wealth Radio. So you can go see the maestro of moolah in the flesh. Got the blue blazer going on. I know. <laughs> You're looking styling. We've got our ops chicky, Miss Director of Operations, Carrie Kathy. Yeah, we're big pimping now. Yeah. We got the whole team photo going. It looks good. Over there on our Facebook page. If you haven't visited our Facebook page, you should go over there, throw us a like, and then you can be notified every time we post. And a lot of our money, credit, and you posts come over there. So that's kind of an important Hmm. thing for you. So if you want up-to-the-minute scam alerts, be aware of data breaches and fraud, you'll probably want to subscribe. Yeah. Just an idea. Thinking out loud there. Uh, Thanks so much for stopping by. On today's show, we have a fabulous bunch of tools for you. Uh, So first off, this week's key is... No seasonal exception. Yes, that is correct. We also have a fabulous moolah word, and uh, it's a very demanding word, you know. What, and what might it be? Or you, you, you want to hold off on that? I'm just teasing you with oh. it right now. Demand- so it's a demanding word. Is, is, is what our moolah word oh. of the day is. And then we have an incredible guest from our Freedom Fest interviews. I'm so excited. My friend who I refer to as the modern day Errol Flynn, Dr. Edward Hudgens, will be joining us on today's episode. And he's just so amazing. I always enjoy, I love how uh, he is still so inspired by technology. And he had children later in life. He's got a, a couple of twins that just really inspire him. And he's just out there Writing books, making it happen, giving speeches, just really promoting objectivism. He's in like Flint. He's in there like Flint swimwear. Like Flintware. Where was that? So silly. I used to think it was in like Flint all these all those years. Yeah. So no, he, I think it's for the assonance. In like Flynn. Yeah. You it's, know, but yeah. I like to do my next door neighbor grown ups, uh, Jewish grandmother's impression they're in there like swimwear (laughs) like a power wedgie you know yeah yeah. it gets gets in there like swimwear it's just stuck you watching the olympics a little bit some of those bathing suits are tiny i know well forget about those what about the gymnastics yeah see the guy break his leg no oh i watched the backflip biker though guy landed wrong and his leg just 
flopping in the breeze like a Joe, Th- Joe Theismann. Don't talk about that. I, 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 I saw Joe Theismann when that happened. That that was like the bone snap heard no, around the world. The oh, my same, God. Yeah, it was the same thing. It was horrible. God, I remember that. That was just terrible. Uh, so anyway, so uh, this week's key is no seasonal exceptions, but you have to find it at our keystoriches.com website where the Keys to Riches has now become its own show. So if you want to learn about breaking the budget, which we did last week, and no seasonal exceptions and how this fits in, you have to surf over there or just visit it on our iTunes show. You can also get it on our Libsyn channel and wherever else Unlock Your Wealth Radio is found. How fabulous is that? Uh, so, uh, Moolah Word. I said it was demanding. So, could it be demand? Ding, ding, ding! You're amazing! <laughs> I was going to play around with it. I can't believe you just got it right out of the gate. That was awesome. I was going to say supply. Su- supplies! <laughs> it's from my favorite cult film, UHF. <laughs> yeah, the little judo fighters are hiding in the closet, and when they open up the door, they're hiding in the supplies closet. Instead of saying surprise, you know how they yeah, always they play on supplies, that. Yeah. Supplies! <laughs> okay, so, uh, so the opposite of supplies is demand, and it is the amount of a particular economic good or service that a consumer or group of consumers will want to purchase at a given price. The demand curve is usually downward sloping since customers will want to buy more as price decreases. Demand for a good or service is determined by many different factors other than price, such as the price of substitute goods and complementary goods. So that's our Moolah Word of the Day. And our interview, by the way, that's coming up is brought to you in part by our sponsor, which is KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown with their special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners. Just visit our website at at UnlockYourWealthRadio.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to over one, uh, to to over my other sponsor's commercial. (laughs) Click on the link to protect your family's future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. And now my fabulous friend, Dr. Ed, a.k.a. Errol Flynn. He is the former director of the Re- of regulatory studies for the Cato Institute and editor of Regulation Magazine and is an expert on the regulation of space and transportation, pharmaceuticals, and labors. He served as a senior economist for the Joint Economic Committee of the U.S. Congress and was both deputy director for economic policy studies and director for the Center for International Economic Growth at the Heritage Foundation. He is testified on many occasions before Congress, and he is now a senior fellow at the Atlas Society, and he is now a part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio because he's going to join us in our Freedom Fest interview, so I hope you enjoy and indulge in his wisdom. So let's bring on Dr. Ed to the show, shall we? Heather Wagonhalls here, host of Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Unlock Your Wealth TV. And we are broadcasting live from Freedom Fest. And we are here at the Atlas Society booth with one of my favorite Atlas Society scholars. This is Dr. Edward Hudgens of the Atlas Society. And I am so excited because uh, Mm -hmm. in addition to him being my modern day Errol Flynn, (laughs) I I love his talks and I love his excitement and enthusiasm for the future. So when we talk about building wealth and we Mm -hmm. talk about our personal freedoms, and this Mm -hmm. is Freedom Fest, the 
largest liberty and economic conference in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, why is it important that we fight for our freedom, and, and especially in this political climate? Because you wrote a book, The Republican Party's Civil War. Mm-hmm. Why is this election so important? Hold it up for a second. There you so go. Goes, Republican Party Civil War. Well, the re- this is the okay. worst set of candidates I have seen in my lifetime. Um, uh, Donald Trump is a protectionist, and if you want to really screw up the American economy, you would go ahead and do what he's suggesting to do in trade. He keeps talking about bringing jobs home to America. Now, if you do that by cutting taxes, if you do it by cutting the trillion dollars of government regulations on producers, then this is a wonderful idea. But if your idea is that, well, we're going to bring all the jobs home of people making undershirts so we can all make all our undershirts here, that is insane. Instead of having a pack of five you know, in Walmart going for $10, it's going to be a pack of five in Walmart going for $50 so families won't be able to buy their undershirts and then you won't have people producing them anyway. It's economically insane. Hillary Clinton, yeah, Hillary Clinton, by the way, is not much better. I mean, she is the queen of corruption, but also the queen of regulation. This is what's screwing up the society is that we have a corrupt crony system in which who gets what is more and more determined on political pull and on who has the power as opposed to who is producing goods and services that you and I want to purchase. That's why it is important. If you care about your financial future and if you care about your future as an individual, your liberty to raise your family, to, to you know have a career that you want, et cetera, et cetera, you had better pay attention to this election. You had better be saying, a pox on both of your houses. We have to promote the ideas of freedom and individual liberty. And transitioning back to a free system, just the way the Soviet Union and the Soviet bloc, when it fell, they had to have a transition back to freedom. We have to think that we've gone so far down the socialist corruption line that we have to think of a transition back to a free market country. Exactly. You know, it's, uh, it's very disturbing to me because the the jobs that, that they're going to bring back, mm-hmm. according to the Trumpster, uh, are jobs that people here are, are going to want to, you know, they're not going to want to work it. Yeah for the amount of value, you know, I mean, and people, here's the challenge that I have, and this is why I like objectivism so much, um, and, and to strive to always be in your logic mind and to make rational, reasonable decisions is because, you know, we have taken and we have conditioned people to expect something for nothing. This whole I am my brother's keeper philosophy mm-hmm. is, is, is not, um, is not healthy, you know, because we, because even if we say outwardly, I oh well I, I want to help my fellow man inside we're saying but I got to get mine first mm-hmm. so why don't we just be honest and get ours first yep and then when we take care of ourselves and elevate ourselves everybody else rises of with us and by the way our fellow man wouldn't need our help if they were thinking the same way we think so I'm going to watch out for myself and do the best for myself and my family and if my fellow man does the best for him or herself and him or his or her family then we'd all be better sure there're going to be people who fall by the wayside for one reason or another, maybe an illness, maybe whatever. And then as individuals through our charities, we help family and friends and we do it that way. But remember, 
we have spent, what, a trillion dollars or more, I forget how much the money is, on eliminating poverty. We've had a war on poverty. Poverty has won. Uh, well, every war we have, city. Yeah. The, the, uh, war we, the, the war is won on the wrong uh, side. Yeah. Look at our I'm, war on drugs. Yeah, no, exactly. The war on drugs. Look at, I mean, again, we've, we, it's been since the 60s we've had organized government attempts to eliminate uh, poverty and so forth. Look at inner city Baltimore, near where I used to, uh, where I live actually now. Uh, look at inner city Chicago. In Chicago, this year alone, the first half of the year, there have been over 300 murders. Mainly, by the way, blacks killing other blacks. It's absolutely a tragedy. And so, and and you know, you look at the economic destitution. Even though they poured billions and billions and billions of dollars into it, because the secret of wealth, the secret of prosperity, is a system in which each individual can pursue. You know their own rational self-interest in the free market, and where you're expected to. It's your responsibility to take care of yourself, and instead of be thinking of yourself as a victim or thinking of yourself as my fellows owe me something, mm -hmm. uh, you know that's immoral, frankly. For somebody, I've ra I'm raising two wonderful five-year-old children. Okay, and they're brilliant. I could attest to that. And yes, they are wonderful. And the point is, it would be immoral for somebody to say, Ed, you want to sacrifice the well-being. Of your children to help me, just as it would be immoral for me to say to someone else trying to raise a family, you've got to let your kids, you know, live poorer and live, you know, uh, worse lives in order to help me, Ed. That's immoral. I watch out for myself, they watch out for themselves, and we have to promote this ethos of rational, ethical self-interest. And we have to do it openly and not accept the premises of our enemies and of those who want to uh, eliminate freedom. We have to, number one, say, it's my life. It, my life doesn't belong to my neighbors, doesn't belong to the government, it belongs to me. Uh, I should be able to do what I wish as long as I'm not initiating the use of force against you or anybody else. I should take pride in my achievements. Whether you're nurturing a child to maturity or a business to profitability, whether you're writing a song or a poem or a business plan, whether you're designing a building or laying the bricks to the building or arranging for its financing, these are all achievements that you should be proud of. Absolutely. And when the, when Barack Obama tries to say you didn't build that and, tr and when the left tries to guilt trip you, you got to get back in their face and say, who the hell are you? What have you produced? You haven't produced Jack. You couldn't do anything if you didn't take the wealth from all of us producers. Mm -hmm. That's the only way you can redistribute and pretend like you're a benefactor is stealing from the people who actually work to produce it. It's an ethical and a moral revolution. Mm -hmm. And on that ground that we have to fight. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, you know, when we think about um, and, and I keep circling back to this jobs thing because, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk about wealth creation, it yeah. starts with us generating an income yeah. um, or an idea that we can mm -hmm. monetize. Yeah. But, but we have to realize that, you know, this this notion of livable wage drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and my thought is that, you know, we're not paying a person for a mm -hmm. job mm -hmm. with this whole, like, we built this mentality. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we're not paying a person for a job. We're paying uh, a position 
transition, mm-hmm. the value in its direct relation to the final product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that we lose that yeah. somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about wealth, we have to keep an eye on what's coming down the road, what's next and mm-hmm. what's in the future. And we can use our abilities to anticipate or predict the future mm-hmm. to some extent to build our wealth. That's right. and, and you've got a really amazing insight on that. Will you share that with us? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, we have a weird dichotomy in this country where on the one hand, we have inner cities that are blighted, where people are getting murdered every day. We have in ignorance, not only in you know inner city schools, but even among the middle class where uh, kids come out of the government manufactured school system and are, are, can't do anything. On the other hand, we have incredible technology. What we are using literally right now, the camera that we are using right now, uh, you know, the laptops that we are using right now, the phones that we are using right now, there is something like a million dollars worth of technology in this smartphone, in this device. If you look at 40 years ago, what would it have taken to get a mobile telephone, uh, a high-quality uh, video system, a high-quality photo you know, system, a GPS, which they didn't have back then, Etc. There's something like a million dollars worth of technology in this thing that I could get for, you know, a couple of hundred bucks. That's incredible. But here's the thing. This is just the tip of the iceberg. When you talk about jobs, yes, we've lost textile jobs, but we've gained how many hundreds of thousands of tech jobs yes. working in this area and other areas. Some people say, well, but now we're making they're making iPhones in China. But still, Apple is doing pretty well in this country. But here's the thing. We have an exponential technology revolution that's been going on for the last 40 to 50 years. Exponential meaning that, you know, computing power hasn't gone up 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's gone up 1, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64. Uh, It's called Moore's Law. Most people understand what that is. We're seeing the same thing in other areas. Let me give you one industry you should keep your eye on, and that is biotech. Oh, I love biotech. In 2001, uh, it cost $150 million to sequence a human genome. Craig Venter, by the way, a guy with a private laboratory. That's nine figures, right? $150 million. Uh, It's a bunch of money. It's more than I make. Lots of zeros. Yeah, lots (laughs) of zeros there. Okay. Today, the cost of sequencing a human genome is just over $1,000. Wow. Um, That's how cheap it's getting. And you're starting to see the results. Literally, you can do uh, genetic engineering, you know, in your your own home. Um, There was a story out at the end of last year. Uh, This might have been a girl in England. There was a little one-year-old, actually under one-year-old, who had cancer. And they tried the usual treatments, and they simply couldn't cure her. It was just, you know, too much. And she was going to die. So... The scientists took um, immune cells from a donor. They bioengineered those immune cells essentially to say, go in and just kill the cancer. They put this you know, bioengineered material back into this little girl. She's alive today. Cancer's gone. That's amazing. This, and so this, this so-called biohacking is you know one of the cutting edge things that if you're interested in investing keep an eye out for the companies that are doing that uh, because they're the ones who in the future are going to be perhaps the apples of tomorrow uh, and the microsofts of, of tomorrow or i can give you another example this might be a little slower coming but it is coming um 
uh, 3D manufacturing. Now I you, love those printers. Aren't now those you cool? can get the 3D printers now at a at a store, and right now you know you can print out little fun things for your kids or whatnot. But one of the areas where they're being used most is med medical uh, uh, implants. Somebody has a jaw they need to be replaced because of cancer or whatever. Um, you simply print out exactly the size jaw or implant that you need. Uh, heart valves, things like this that you can now print out, and it can be exactly, not just kind, and, and you know, and much cheaper. There's, by the way, there's a 3D printer on the International Space Station, and for space geeks like me, one of the ways we can probably colonize the moon and Mars is to put 3D printers up there and simply take the dirt and make habitats. But here's the other thing about 3D printers. Think about this. Um, I want a nice new suit, okay? Uh, I would go to a store. They'd measure me. I'd have to try on a lot of suits. You know, well, this one, the seat doesn't isn't quite right, and this isn't quite right. I have to da-da-da-da-da, right? And so it takes a while. It's costly. I could send away for it, but the thing is we know that our human bodies are all a little bit different, so I get the thing, and, ah, well, it's not, you know, it's too tight here and it's yeah. too loose there. So it's a, it's a problem ordering it online. What if you could just fax or email, I should say, exactly your size to some place and they would print out a suit exactly that would dimensions. be exciting well the technology is now there and all they have to do now is develop the business model so that that'll happen and so now what that might mean is just as a lot of like border books and you know and some of these bookstores have shut down because you now have online publishing Amazon you most people read stuff on Kindles now and so forth it might mean that some of our high-end stores go out of business maybe Joseph a bank or you know who knows what you know will, will last but the point is we the consumer will be able to get exactly the clothes we want and hopefully for cheaper so if you take a look at these exponential technologies you can see where they're going in terms of producing goods and services that consumers are going to want whether it's you know life-saving service a medical service right. or a new suit or whatever uh, nanotechnology is another area to keep an eye on this is uh, engineering at the micro, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, level. Um, and last year, I think it was October or November 2015. Um, there was a breakthrough where using nanomaterials, uh, an artificial kidney was produced. So wow. this, what that means is perhaps in the future, instead of having kidney dialysis, okay, well, we've used this nanomaterial now that can clean out your kidneys, so they don't have to worry about dialysis. And at some point, this will be implantable. I have a girlfriend that deals yep. with that. She's had a replaced kidney. And, right. And or so let me give you amazing. another example. If you're, again, you're looking at it for the wealth, you know, the value creation. Um, we've had a revolution in prosthetics. You know, uh, people come home from, you know, a war. They've got an arm cut off, a leg Accident. cut off. Sadly, accidents, that sort of thing. And... Um, you know, it, unfortunately, it's been the case that for 150 years, you simply take either a piece of wood or a piece of plastic with a hook and you stick it on and say, there you go. That's what you're, you know, you got to use now. Because the cost of computing and chips and all has gone down so much, uh, people like Dean Kamen, who's an entrepreneur, he cr produced the Segway, he's produced a lot of incredible inventions, produced an artificial arm that, you know, the, he went to, the, the government said, can you produce an artificial arm because, you know, we have these veterans coming back, they're missing limbs. 
Um, and the he said, well, I mean, it's, there's going to be so many regulations and all. And they said, no, we'll, if you can produce something, it's got to be nine pounds. It has to be you know, versatile enough to you can hold a grape or a raisin without crushing it. Those are the only things that, you know, so that's you have a good to goals to achieve. And he was able to do it in about a year for a fraction of the cost of what you would expect the government to do. But here's the interesting thing. Another invention, a neural lace in the brain, is they've done experiments where they've found out that you can have an artificial hand, let's say, that when it touches something, you feel it in the brain as if you have a real arm or a real hand. Wow. So bye-bye phantom feelings, and now we're actually experiencing because, something that's happening. Because the work in the brain and the intersection you know, of being able to tap into the brain, again, this is one of these areas, and there's been experiments, and this is probably decades out, though I don't know. Maybe it's going to be less time. Um, they've experimented with implanting memories in brains of mice. You take a, there have been experiments where you take a mouse and you train the mouse to do something, run through a maze. maze. Mm-hmm. Then you extract the, inf- the, and there's two ways of doing it, but let's say, the bottom line is you extract an I- the information from his brain and then you encode it into the brain of another mouse and the mouse knows how to run the maze. It's never been in the maze before. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty powerful stuff. But now, think about this. I want to learn calculus. I can spend several years doing it or... I can just have it downloaded into my head, and now I can... That's Matrix and, kind of stuff. This is Matrix kind of stuff. Uh, but again, this is no longer science fiction. Uh, science this is fact. stuff that people are doing in laboratories today, and when, where they get, you know. Or, I don't believe in telepathy, I don't believe in all this kind of mystical stuff, but if you have an implant in your brain so that you can... Um, the information is going to come in electronically anyway, right? Right. Okay, so... If you have something that is electronically taking that information out of your brain and you have a receiver there. Yeah, transmit it. I can transmit it to you. Yay! Again, it's probably still a few decades out, but if you want to look at the frontiers that used to be in science fiction that now is going on in laboratories and is going to work its way out, just like the sort of technology that started in laboratories with the idea of having point-and-click graphics and so on and all this sort of stuff, and then ended up in everybody's iPhone and everybody's, you know, computer. Mm -hmm. These are the things, if you're really interested in wealth, (laughs) these are the kind of things you got to keep your eye on. But I want to make this provision. This is only going to happen if we have two things. Number one, if we promote in the culture the value of creation, the value of producing, and the value of entrepreneurship. These things aren't going to just happen because you sit back and mandate it by government, because you, or if you sit back and uh, uh, you know just demand that somebody produce X, Y, and Z for me. It takes real human beings educating themselves, calling on the best within them, going into laboratories and doing these things because they value this kind of effort. That's the first thing. People are got to do this. It doesn't come from the the ether. And number two, they need the freedom to do this. It's the bigger piece. A lot of people, you know, say, well, shouldn't the government put a lot of money into this kind of stuff? And maybe they're well-meaning people, okay? And, you know, sometimes if government throws money at things, you know, they threw money at the space program. And men went to the moon. I was actually I actually worked on Apollo 11 as a high school intern. Oh, how I was exciting. in a major uh, as Goddard Space Flight Center. That was exciting, okay? But 
We only went to the moon a half dozen times and we haven't been back because the government costs were too high. Um, Right now, 40 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, um, two out of every three dollars in medical research, um, two out of every three dollars in medical research came from the government. Now it's the other way around. Two out of every three dollars in medical research comes from the private sector. And so this is good. So we. Well, I think that's we, where it should, because the government right. doesn't care whether you succeed or fail, yeah. but a private entity would care. A, a private entity, would have it's a valued their, if it's their money, this is why Elon Musk and SpaceX is doing so well. Uh, with the government, it's like, well, if we fail and the rocket blows up, well, we'll go get some more money from the government and say, we need more money to do this. Mm -hmm. If the rocket blows up on Elon Musk, it's his money. So yeah. he's got a he's got a vested and and instead of Elon Musk having to go through government committees and this and that and your funding is cut and your funding is increased and it's all who knows what's going to happen last next year, Elon can just do it all himself. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's been lots of interesting stories about how if the government did it, for example, there was one launch where you know the little bell that you know the rocket you know the fire comes out when the rocket mm -hmm. goes up. Um, they were looking at launching a rocket and they noticed that there was a little crack like about a six inch crack or something at the bottom of that bell. Now, if it had been NASA, they would have said, well, we need to stop the launch and we need to uh, study it for six months and go through committees and everyone's got to cover their butt and so forth. What Elon Musk did is he said to his engineers, well, if we just cut off the bottom six inches of that big cone, would it make much of a difference? And they said, eh, probably not. And he said, oh, just go ahead and do it. There you go. I mean, that's what a private entrepreneur, when they're putting their money on the line, can do. They become resourceful. And so forth. Yeah. So as I say, there, even though there's a lot of bad stuff going on in politics today, there's so much promise mm -hmm. if the entrepreneurs are allowed to be free to achieve. And if we promote in our culture the value of achievement, if we promote, again, instead of having people think of themselves as victims or dependents or where am I going to be able to get the government to hand me a subsidy, you know, if you're Solyndra or you know, whatever. Uh. If instead they think about creating value and I value creating value, mm -hmm. that's the kind of ethos we need to promote. Because if you don't have that ethos, eh, forget about it. People are going to use their innovative uh, um, skills to see how much they can extract from their fellows using government, and then it's a downward spiral. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being a part of uh, the Unlock Your Wealth program today, and uh, it's always good to see you, and we'll enjoy always the rest of Freedom indeed. Fest. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for joining us. For Dr. Edward Hudgens of the Atlas Society, I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. <laughs>